Welcome to the Global Coffee Origins Podcast. Today we're talking to Barry Bazaar. We'll talk about the coffee industry, cold brew coffee, and much more. And welcome to the Global Coffee Origins Podcast, Episode 6. Today we'll be speaking with Barry Bazaar. We'll talk about coffee, the coffee industry, and cold brew coffee. Global Coffee Origins Podcast is brought to you by 77 and Teal Coffee Company. We're a gourmet coffee company in northern Wisconsin. We only carry 100% Arabica coffee, and we only care about sourcing the best gourmet coffee possible. We also have our very own cold brew blend. It is called Black Ice Blend. It's as smooth and bold and full of caffeine as you could ever imagine. We'll put a link in the description to our Shopify store where you can purchase any of our coffee. If you have any questions about 77 and Teal Coffee Company, we love hearing from people that want to know what is it that makes our coffee so great we'll answer all of your questions as fast as we possibly can and we love converting people over to gourmet coffee specifically 77 and teal all right here we go we spoke with barry bazaar earlier today he's a great guy full of knowledge he works in the coffee industry he's a huge coffee drinker has a big following on Facebook. We'll also put his links to his social media and also 77 and Teal's social media. So here we go. Here's our talk with Barry Bazaar. Hello. Hey, Barry. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Doing well. Good, good. Uh, Just so everybody knows, we're talking to Barry Bazaar today. He is a manager at a Starbucks in Nashville, Tennessee. He also has a Facebook group, which is called Coffee Reviews Tasting. And do you have a Instagram page? Yes, I do. I do have an Instagram page. Instagram is Barry Bazaar. Okay, excellent. I knew I saw the Barry Bazaar one. I didn't know if you had another one. But, yeah, um, I have that, and I also have a YouTube channel, which is it's all Barry Bizarre. So all of your, um, you know, pretty much all your social media, just type in Barry Bizarre, and you can uh, find me, follow me, and uh, get some great tips on uh, on some coffee. Excellent, excellent. So what's been going on with you lately? You've seen a lot of posts where you've been getting uh, different coffee from different companies. Yeah, man. So what I've been, so I've just been getting, um, right now, just getting a lot of support from small roasters. A lot of small roasters have been contacting me and, you know, I've been trying out their products and, uh, doing reviews and been doing more coffee demonstrations on, you know, like doing pour overs, uh, you know, how to make the perfect French press, uh, and also doing cold brew, uh, right now. And uh, I just recently uh, went to uh, Bongo Java Roasting Company. Now, Bongo Java, they're located in Nashville. I went to the roasting company, and um, I got to tell them what, you know, pretty much a little bit about me, what I'm doing, and um, which was a, really, it was a lot of fun. I got to actually see, you know, uh, the roasting facility, how they roast coffee, Um they're um, they're actually a co-op. They have like 21 different partners, um, and they're teaming up to help you know the farmers and the uh, in the different growing regions where they buy their coffee. So they have direct uh, relationships with the farmers. Uh, they're helping the farmers uh, with uh, uh, dealing with 
uh, like leaf rust in certain parts of the world, climate change. I got to learn a lot about them. I, I, I didn't realize this. I knew I knew Bongo Java was a uh, you know just a, a coffee company in Nashville, but uh, they're doing a lot of great things. So um, I'm going to be doing uh, a review of some of their coffees. They're going to be they're going to give me four different coffees to review, and I'm going to kind of tell their story. And how they're making an impact not only in Nashville but you know around the world. So very very exciting stuff. Well, that's awesome. That is yeah, really man. cool. I've been I'm part of your group, so I'm always following any of your updates. And you're on every day, so there's always there's always a lot of cool stuff to see. And uh, anyone, if you're listening to this and you're not in the group, again, it is. The coffee reviews, tastings, and tips, and it's with Barry Bazaar, and it's a great group with a lot of information, and that's how I know Barry from someone across the group and then talking to him. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of great stuff, and social media is just great for the for the coffee lovers and the the people that want to learn more about coffee. There's just so much information out there. My group's all about just coffee, bringing people together. And everybody everybody seems to uh, get along really well just because of that mutual love of coffee. You know, there, any groups I'm in, I know you're in a lot of other groups also that I'm also in. And uh, the groups are always fun and everybody's, you know, really great. I, I I think I think they're great. You know, each each group has its own little unique uh, thing uh, that they're doing with coffee. And the cool thing is, you get to meet, you get to like engage with a lot of different coffee lovers, and you realize when it comes to comes to coffee, everyone has their own specific, you know, you know their own uh, preferences when it comes to coffee. And um, you know, you've got people who just you know. They want, you know, their Folgers. They want their, you know, their Maxwell House, and they want their creamer. And then you've got the other people who, you know, another group that likes their lattes and uh, an espresso. And then you've got, you know, uh, people like, you know, like you and me, uh, who really try to preach more uh, uh, gourmet coffee and uh, single origin, you know. I wouldn't say I'm a purist, but I'm. If I'm going to drink coffee, I want to drink the best of the best. Um, but it's it's great. It's it's great, um, you know, being in these groups and just engaging with just all these different people. It's um, it's it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun, and there's people that I talk to quite often online that I don't know. I've never met them before. Mm-hmm. And uh, they send me messages about coffee, something that they found, something that they're interested in, maybe a brewing technique that they've never tried and they want to know if I know anything about it or any coffee equipment that they're looking at. And uh, it's it's really, a, it's a cool culture. Mm-hmm. And there's uh there's a lot of really great people and uh i actually just was talking to someone i know you know him he's a he's a coffee lover and a and an awesome musician i just sent him some coffee yesterday oh very cool there will be a facebook video coming up here next week with him and my coffee and i'm really looking forward to it because he's a really cool guy and he's very active on Facebook. So so that's something coming up that uh, is going to be really cool with 77 and Teal Coffee. And also, I just looked at your package not that long ago, and you'll be receiving that on Monday. Okay, because I've been, <laughs> I've been going to my, uh, my post office every day checking, <laughs> checking to see yeah, that's, that's coming. That's going to be really cool. There's three different coffees. I know the, the Black Ice Blend, you've already tried that. You made a video on that. That's coming. Then I've got an Ethiopian that I'm super excited about that I've had for a while that I've been kind of keeping on the down low. And I'm 
really excited to hear what you're going to say about that because, like I said, to me, I think it's the most exciting new coffee that I have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. And then also, I sent you a blend that has no name, and I've never sold it. And okay. I just want to hear what uh, hear what you have to say about that also. So, we'll, we'll do, man. I'm super excited. Um, I I love Ethiopian coffee. Uh, I mean, you know, coffee you know comes from Ethiopia, and what comes out of there is just absolutely just amazing it's some of my favorite coffee i want i gotta say that and probably guatemalan coffee are probably some of my uh my most uh, favorite but yeah i'm excited to check out the the blend too and i'll do um i'll do something special for it so once yeah, i get it you know. once i get it on monday i'll um I'll, I'll, I'll think of something really cool to do cool cool so the reason that we're getting together and talking today is cold brew and what's going on with cold brew everybody seems to be talking about it and actually while i was waiting for you to come on to uh start recording this podcast i got a text message from someone asking if they could get a bag of black ice blend they you know there's there's been a Facebook, you've been doing videos and some of your videos have included that black ice blend and people that buy coffee from me, I'm selling more of that right now. Awesome. And uh, people are very, they're very interested in cold brew and it's, you're starting to see cold brew popping up everywhere and I'm starting to believe the fact that the fourth wave is going to be cold brew because it really seems like it at this point. Yeah, you know, and and the more I talk to, especially like the you know some other third wave coffee shops, even when I was at Bongo, they were talking about cold brew, and they don't really, you know, they don't they they they, they don't do a lot of cold brew. But um, I was speaking with them, and you know, we just had a conversation on cold brew, and just kind of like, well, you know, we're, we're going to do it. We're doing cold brew, and uh, we're we're looking to do that. We're also looking into you know taking that you know, our coffee and fusing it, you know, with beer to do stouts because, you know, coffee and beer is a, a, another thing that's going on. But cold brew, yeah, cold brew, everyone's talking about cold brew right now. And I, I just think it's, I think it's because for one, you know, it's very easy to drink. It, it's not a drink that's going to be very acidic. It's usually something very smooth, um, something that's highly caffeinated. I mean, it's concentrated and um, you don't have to wait for it to cool down. I I think the convenience of cold brew, um, I, I think that's what makes it so attractive. And plus, like, I don't think, I don't think there's a lot of people really doing a lot of experimentation with cold brew yet. And now I'm kind of, you know, I, I'm intrigued myself. So now I'm, I was talking about cold brew with a few of my friends, running friends this morning saying, and I told them I was, I was brewing my old cold brew and they're all like, Oh, that's very interesting. You know, you know, you should try this or try that. And now they want me to like make some cold brew and uh, <laughs> give it out to them <laughs> our next run. So, I'm probably going to share. Exactly. I'm going to. I'm exactly. Gonna, I'm definitely going to share the uh, black ice blend with them because uh, I've been raving about it. But um, I, it's it's an interesting time right now for people that are in the coffee industry, and I don't know if it's just because the seed was planted mm-hmm. that that there's things going on, but it's definitely it's being talked about now constantly mm-hmm. and whether or not it's true that the fourth wave is coming and it is cold brew no matter what cold brew is getting a lot of attention right now and it it definitely seems like companies are gearing up in ways like you said the place that you stopped and they don't really they haven't been doing a lot of it, but they're talking about doing more of it now. Right. And then, yeah. And, and, and that's where it seems like where everybody's at 
is everybody. I mean, you see more than probably most people because of your job. Oh, yeah. uh, how long have, was there cold brew when you started at Starbucks? No, there was not cold brew when I started. No, this was what, five, this was just five years ago, five, six years ago, honestly. I think, yeah, I think about five. Yeah, when I first started, cold brew wasn't a thing. No, we had iced coffee. Now, iced coffee is completely different. Iced coffee is just coffee that's been brewed hot, and then you put it over ice to cool it down to chill it. So that iced coffee was is very popular. Um, but once we did cold brew, um, I think it was kind of slow to kind of start you know, um, you know, becoming more popular. A lot of people are like cold brew coffee. Well, what is that? You know, so we had to do some, we had to do some educating about, you know, what it is. And for those of you guys who are, who are listening, you guys don't know what cold brew coffee is. Cold brew coffee is coffee that has been brewed in cold water for anywhere from 12 hours to 24 hours or longer, depending on how strong it is. It's a longer extraction process. You're not using hot water at all. You're using water at room temperature, and you're letting that you're letting it sit. You're you, you're letting it sit in a container for a day, and then what you end up getting is this very smooth, um, highly caffeinated uh, iced coffee, and. Um, at Starbucks, we dilute it with water because it's so it's so concentrated with caffeine. Um, but it's it's very smooth to drink. You don't really need to put anything in it, which is really nice. You can now. I'm starting to develop recipes right now, and what with what I'm doing with cold brew, you know, just simple recipes that you can do at home. You know, I've been playing around with just freezing cold brew, sweetening it with just a little bit of vanilla, like vanilla syrup that I, that I make myself, uh, actually taking milk and freezing that, making that ice, making ice cubes with milk as well. And then you put it in a glass, you've got the cold brew, you've got the milk, you put your cold brew on top of that. And then I top it with some heavy cream. It's, like the perfect like drink just to, to sip on like on a, on a hot day if you want something just a little sweet and the great thing is is as the ice melts you, you're not getting something that's watered down you're getting more cold brew or you're getting some milk so uh as your glass you know tends to heat up um it, the, the the drink gets a little bit sweeter a little bit sweeter uh, but it's, it's very very pleasant but um, but with cold brew, um, it's, it, it's taken a while to catch on, but now, now at like at work, that's all, it's pretty much all we sell. We sell, especially now. That was if, my next question was, do you see a difference at work? We, we since, went, since you didn't have it when you started five years ago, mm-hmm. and then since you started carrying it until right now, is there a noticeable difference? Oh, absolutely. Because I went from maybe, you know, a brewing uh, container, a toddy of cold brew, probably maybe once a week, to now we're brewing about one to two toddies a day. Oh. So a day. That's and every time people come in, you know, do you have Colbert? Do you have Colbert? Do you have Colbert? Do you have Colbert? Um so it's becoming more it's becoming more popular, more well known. Um and I think people are drinking it because for one, it's the convenience, but second, I mean, it's the caffeine content as well. But it's it's a very smooth drink and I feel like it 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 hits you differently you know it's not like espresso that kind of you drink it and it brings you up and then you kind of crash cold brew kind of like you drink it you sip it you kind of it's 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 I don't know I feel like it hits your it hits your body a little bit slower and it lasts a little bit longer like I can't drink cold brew in the evening forget it I won't be able to go to sleep (laughs) I know people I have friends that like to drink uh like to drink stout with that's infused with 
with coffee. And I think generally that is a cold brew. Oh, yes. I'm not 100%, but that's what I thought. I've got friends that, yeah, they will not drink that like late because it affects them. It's caffeinated. Mm -hmm. Generally, you don't want to go out and drink a bunch of beer and then go home and sit up all night. <laughs> no, no. But it is such a, it is such a um, mix of coffee that, yeah, it definitely, it has a big effect on you. And uh, that's, I've, I like the, the ready to drink cans or bottles. I tried those a long time ago once they started showing up in convenience stores and grocery stores. Mm-hmm. And I noticed right away that it's it's almost not even like drinking coffee. And most of the ready to drink stuff will be like a uh, it'll be like a a three shot or a two shot espresso cold brew that uh, you know it's mixed with cream and kind of like what you were talking about with the drink that you make and it almost makes it seem like you're not drinking coffee it yeah doesn't taste like coffee really no because I'm it, it's funny you brought that out I, I just um, before we, we we went on I'm actually drinking uh, a sample of Pete's uh, they Pete's just came out with a black and white uh, canned coffee drink it's it's iced espresso so I'm, I'm pretty sure this is like two shots of espresso and it's cream it's milk and it's cane sugar so that's what I'm drinking right now and I had it I mean it's it's good um I don't think it's that great for me right now when it comes to drinking these canned drinks especially if they put any sugar in it. I feel like I'm drinking like those old, like, you know, those like protein shakes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, feel I know like... exactly. They, they, I used to buy those a long time ago and they were in a slimmer can. They're not as wide as like a normal uh, soda can. Right. And they're a little bit slimmer than that. And, mm. Yeah, now that you say that, they do kind of taste that way. But I think that's going to be another thing. If we truly do see a fourth wave and it is cold brew, I think we'll see advances in the ready-to-drink cans and bottles that you buy at stores. I think so, too. And, and that's that's what I want to see. Because right now, it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's good, but like I'd still – I'd rather – you know, have my own at home and just bottle it, you know, and just, I don't, I don't think there's been any advances since they've been doing that. You know, they make what they make and they throw it in a can and then that's it. And it does not taste like the cold brew you would get at a coffee shop. Right. Or, or if you can make really good cold brew at home and you have a drink that you really like, the, the quality's not there. It's yeah. just not, but I, but I don't think prior to now, I just don't think there was that, the, nobody was pushing for high quality. Right. It was just the fact that they had it. It's kind of like just talking coffee in general, the, the push for gourmet Arabica coffee, all of a sudden so much info got out there, coffee shops and coffee roasters, everybody had to up their game. And it's been upped and upped and upped and, you know, third wave pushed everybody. They totally did. They totally did. And I, I really respect what they were, uh, what they're doing. Um, I don't necessarily, I think I, I appreciate third wave. I don't agree with everything that third wave is doing, especially when it comes to like, lighter roast coffee you know their their whole thing is well you want to taste the beans so all of our beans are light may lighter roast maybe a medium roast but um you know i feel like if you could do that and still be able to do like a dark roast or some sort of a blend you know i don't think blends are bad and i don't think dark roasts are bad you know i know you know i get so many people that want dark roasts 
that I just uh, I uh, that's not going away mm. but third wave is definitely I've bought third wave coffee that was their version of a dark roast and it was pretty light yeah and it was it was not a French roast right even close it was it was probably barely in the second crack which, right which is not even close to what most companies would say would be a dark roast. When I, when somebody orders a dark roast from me, they're basically getting a French roast. Okay. And that's what they expect from me. Anybody that is a continual buyer of coffee from me, that's what they expect. Is it uh, anything with me that's considered a dark roast is going to have that French roast flavor to it. Right. And, that's that's how I do my thing, mm-hmm. and and then medium is just somewhere in between a light roast and that dark roast. You know, it'll have it'll have some oil coming out of it, and it'll be a a darker brown compared to a light roast. But when I do a light roast, I truly do a light roast. Right, you know, it is uh, it's as light as you would want to go. And I've had some people ask me, can you make this really light? And I will do it like more time, more towards what people would do like cupping at, which Mm -hmm. is very, very light. Yes. It's, it's like a tan color. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, you get all the flavors coming through at that point. And, uh, you know, it is, it is a very cool way to drink coffee when you are in the mood. Right, right. To really, to really have that, and if you have the the kind of green coffee that can back up that kind of a roast, also, and I think about that all the time. Not all coffee has just the goods. Exactly. You know, kind of like with the Ethiopian that I just sent you. The reason why I'm so excited about it is because it's a light roast, and I think it does have just like that special quality to it Mm -hmm. that you're just tasting all these different things and it's very unique. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I don't push anybody towards any kind of roast. I'd let them tell me what they like and then run with it from there. Well, I like that because you're giving people what they, what they want. And then I'm pretty sure based on, based on what they want, you can always, you can always recommend other things for them to try and who knows they'll, right. go, they'll go from a dark roast. I mean, you get the customer by, uh, you know, giving them what they want. I want a dark roast, you know, I want something that's bold and, and people say, Oh, that punch, you know, I want something with a kick to it. Right. They and, want the kick. They yeah. want some bite. Yeah. And what, where it gets easy for me is if somebody turns into say if I don't know somebody and they say hey I want a dark roast and then they turn into a customer I have customers that I send them samples when they order coffee oh cool or or if they're local it's super easy I do that all the time I just I give them a little sample if it's say they're a, strictly a dark roast person they don't want to buy a full bag of a light roast just because I'm talking about it, but they're curious. Right. You know, so I'll give them a sample. Then they don't feel like if they got it and they go, Oh yeah, I don't like this light roast stuff. It's not a big deal. If it's a sample. They didn't pay for it. And sometimes people find something that they, you know, just didn't think they had in them. Right. And, uh, I, I definitely, I'm not the kind of person when it comes to coffee where I get stuck on one thing. I just don't. I, I, I purposely never drink the same coffee twice as far as when I roast coffee for myself. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't either, you know? But I, I, because I just get hung up. When you get hung up on stuff like that, then it's, I don't know, there's just so much out there. Coffee has so many different varieties and why not drink it all? course and everyone's tastes are completely different everyone has their own unique taste so what you might love and you think is amazing somebody else might drink and they're like i'm not too fond of that right (laughs) right yeah it's but you, um, you definitely can't push people to 
to something that they don't like. People know what they like, and it uh, it works that way. And and I think that gets back to where we started going off in this direction was that third wave coffee roasters do try and push people in a certain direction. They just do. Yes. And you're either yeah. you're either going to bring some people along with you, or you're going to turn some people off. And right, you know what they do is what they do, and and yeah, I mean, there's some third wave companies up where I'm at, and uh, and some of them I love. You know, I just do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're buying the right coffee, and they're light roasting it. And it just, it tastes unbelievable. It's kind of the Guatemalan you, you mentioned you like Guatemalan. There's a third wave coffee mm-hmm. company up where I live. They have a direct relationship with a farm in Guatemala. And, uh, and that coffee is like unbelievably good. Super good. Now, uh, are any, are any of these third wave coffee shops in your area? Are they doing, are they doing cold brew? Uh, I don't know if, if the one specific place I'm talking about, I don't know if they do or not when I've gone in there, which isn't very often, but when I have gone in there, I get a cup of coffee, hot coffee. I'm I'm not Mm. sure if they're doing any cold brew or not. Right. uh, I'm, but I do know that they do, uh, collaborate with one brewery in our area so that's very cool yeah yeah which is very interesting i'm this is for anybody listening if anybody does listen if you are a home brewer get a hold of me and i'll hook you up with some coffee because i would love to taste some coffee with some 77 and tea or some beer with 77 and teal in it so if anybody hears this and you're a home brewer we can uh, collaborate on some beer and coffee because I, I still have yet to, I'm not a beer brewer. So I'm, I'm interested to see what my coffee would taste like with beer. I've got a friend. We were, we, um, we were talking last night about this cause, uh, I haven't seen him in a while. We went to a, uh, uh, just a, a beer festival down here in Nashville is at the Sound Stadium, and um, was that where the lady photo bombed you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw that picture. She, I saw it was her and I think her boyfriend or her husband, but like they're, I, I took the picture and I saw them behind me, and she's like, "Do we get in?" I'm like, "I got you in." <laughs> she's like, "Yes, all right," and I'm like, "All right, I'm like, yeah, you're gonna be on the internet." <laughs> oh, that's funny. but um. But yeah, I'll talk to um, I'll talk to my friend because I don't know if he's still brewing beer or not. But we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, taking coffee and taking beer and and, and brewing them together. Um, yeah, if you know anybody, anybody, yeah, your friend, or if you run into anybody else or anything, I would uh, I would gladly collaborate with somebody, and uh, as long as I can get get some beer out of it. I will uh, I will donate the coffee to somebody that's going to do it. I I think that would be cool. I would love it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be amazing, amazing project. I would love to see a, a seventy-seven teal infused, uh, you know, stout. Um, I, I think that would be excellent. Um, I definitely, I definitely want to taste some black ice, some black ice blend. Uh, I want to, I want to try it infused with nitro. I want to yeah, try your cold brew. That is, um, that's one thing that I know we talked about very quickly. One time I, I've got some people that I've been talking to that they follow me and they've also seen your videos. And, mm-hmm. and I mentioned to them about the fact that you could nitro it. And they're very interested to see a video well, you know, I, the thing is with the nitro, you, you know, you got to get like a kegerator and all this type of stuff, you know. But um, there's a company, they're called Growler Works, and they pretty much, they, they're, they're, they put out like small, like little, like kegs. 
for nitro for for like stouts and stuff they just recently and i don't know where i found this i think i found this from somebody else in one of the coffee groups that are that loves uh cold brew um they're putting out uh it's called a UKEG. It's called UKEG Nitro, and um, it's specifically for cold brew. So I'm keeping my eye on that. It comes out in June, but uh, if this product makes it, if it makes it, you know, more accessible, if it makes it, you know, doing nitro cold brew easier um, and on a small scale, I think I'm going to get one. And um, and then once I do, I'll do a video on uh, on uh, some 77 teal nitro. Um, the, the the big thing about nitro right now is like you have to buy a lot of equipment. It's very it's it's all commercialized. I haven't really seen anything on a small scale. You know what I saw right that was very interesting not that long ago. I saw it on YouTube. A guy made a video. Have you ever seen those whipped cream? Uh, nitro things where people can take whipped cream, put it in, in the bottle. It's like a stainless bottle. And I think what people do is they make different flavored whipped creams and stuff. Once you have the the cream, you can add vanilla or peppermint Mm -hmm. or whatever to it. But those have the screw on top to it and they're nitro. So you screw in the little nitro bottle into it. And then from there, they would be shooting out the whipped cream I saw a guy do it with coffee on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I, I Actually, I tried that. I did try that when we started getting cold brew at Starbucks because that's what we have. We, we have the homemade whipped cream. I, I, I tried it, but I don't think it's the exact same process because um, that's – you know, with whipped cream, you're using – I think you're using nitrous oxide. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if it's <sighs> – I can't remember, but I think it's it's a little bit different than doing an actual like you know putting cold brew in a keg and infusing it with nitrogen. Um, but I, I could be wrong. Um, but I, I used to do this at Starbucks, like because <laughs> I got so excited because I, when I first heard about nitro cold brew, I'm like, I need to make this. We need to make this. How do we do this? You know? And then I, I think I saw that video, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put it in a whipped cream can. And that's what I did. And the end end result wasn't it. It wasn't really nit- nitro cold brew. Okay, um, okay. It was very very foamy. But I'm not sure. Like I said, I, I think that what we're using, at least at work, it's nitrous oxide. But I think that might be a little bit different than the actual like pure nitrogen. But I'm not sure. I'm not a. I'm. <laughs> I'm not a. I don't know a lot about uh, you know doing like stouts or anything like that. I'm not a brewer. So right, right, um, and I. And one thing I have looked at, like what you were talking about on Amazon, there are some kits on there very similar to like what you're talking about where you have some kind of a, it's like a keg kind of thing. And uh, yes. And then you can do the nitro beer or coffee. And Mm -hmm. like you said, there, you're getting into some money then at that point, none of them are, uh, you can't buy something like that for like 50 bucks. It's right. It's a little bit more money. I, uh, I've never had nitro coffee, so I don't even know if I would like it. I, I probably would, but. Oh, it's so good. I mean, you, you, you enjoy drinking a Guinness, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's the exact same thing except it's coffee. My, Let's get that. My favorite Guinness the- is the can, the draft can with the with the nitrous thing in the bottom of yeah, it. Yeah, with yep. the uh, yeah, the little nitro uh, nitro widget in the bottle. The Correct. Guinness drought. Yep. I wonder if we're going to be able to see that with cold brew if they're going to do that in a can. You would think somebody would come up with something like that. It, it makes Cause I, sense. Yeah, cuz I, I I was reading on it on how they do it. It's it's the you know, when they're putting the 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 Guinness into the can, they pressurize it. Once the can gets pressurized on the inside, um, part of the well, the nitrogen and the beer go in that widget. And what ends up happening is, um, you know, it's 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 under pressure. Once you 
get that can, buy that can, you open it up. The nit a little bit of the, the nitrogen that's in that widget that's been that's been pushed in through that tiny hole in the widget once it's been pressurized, it it comes out. So it's like it's like nitrogen and a little bit of beer comes out, and that's what gives you that foamy like creaminess as soon as like or the head if you will of the beer um as soon as you open it up it's it's pretty interesting um to see that with coffee i i would love to see that i think that would be pretty cool if if it gives it the same effect um i'm not sure but i don't know if guinness has a patent on that or or what but I have not seen anybody do that yet. Maybe they do. I didn't think about the fact that there might be a patent on that. Yeah, they might have the uh, the, the the rights to that, but who knows, man? Um, but it's but... definitely one other thing that I was that I wanted to ask you, and I want to do it before I forget. Was for the for the cold brew? Have you heard about doing a where? In the very beginning of it, you actually, you start out hot first and it's just to, um, just the to coffee get, bloom, just to get the bloom. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I have heard of that. Um, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, cause I've been doing a lot of research on this. Um, cause we don't even do that. We don't do that at, at, at Starbucks. They don't, they don't do that. Um, I think that would be very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that might bring out more of the pleasant flavors if you wanted, you know, if, especially if you're cold brewing something a little bit lighter. I feel like you might be able to get some more flavors out of it if you bloom it first and let the coffee open up. Um, I haven't tried it myself, but I definitely heard about it. And um, from what I've read, uh, people say that's that's the way to go. So, because it's you when you do the cold brew, you never get the uh, any you never get any fruity high end fruity kind of flavors out of it. It always goes more towards the the chocolatey mocha, yeah. you know the the deeper flavors that come out of it but none of like when you talk about coffee that sparkles sparkling coffee is always the fruitiness of it and right you don't get that with cold brew and when i first saw the fact that you know start out hot let it bloom and then go after it with the cold i haven't tried it yet and uh but it does sound like a technique that uh, that would be worth trying. I think I'll do that. I've I've got some light roast coffee. I've I've, I've got some from Bean Hopper. It's got like a Costa Rican, and I think it's a lighter one. I think they gave me a breakfast blend, which is a light roast. I'll probably just do that because I've got a, I've got a mason jar, and I'll just there are small samples. I'll just make a small uh, uh, small cold brew and I'll just I'll do that and see see what happens because if you can get more of those fruity notes in it then then I think that would be uh, a real game changer with cold brew and th but th that's the thing though like what we're talking about right now with with, with cold brew it's like it's, no one's really doing that or people are just experimenting with it right now right. which I think is super cool because I, I feel like we're going to see a lot of just creative ways to 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 have cold brew and to enjoy it. Um, that's what I'm excited because if, if everyone's putting their focus on cold brew right now, people are going to, we're just going to experiment and we're going to, we're going to see what, you know, what works, what doesn't work. But, um, yeah, I think I'll try that. I think, I think I'll try that this weekend. I don't know. It definitely sounds like a very interesting thing. And, and I think like what we've been talking about, there's, there's going to be, advances because people are going to be experimenting that's mm -hmm. that's because of all the focus and if with companies everybody knows when the numbers start to show that's when companies get very interested they're interested in numbers of course and of that's course. that's when the race begins is when those numbers start to start to turn and you know i 
I was looking, I think it was two years ago, two years ago, I was looking at the, uh, the, uh, specialty coffee association. And for the first time since they've been tracking it, and I think they started tracking gourmet coffee somewhere, it was either late sixties, early seventies for the first time ever, two years ago, gourmet coffee surpassed the Robusta coffee, the big commercial Folgers, Hills Brothers, stuff like that. More people that they talked to said that they drank gourmet versus Robusta and the other ones. It wasn't a huge amount, but it was like mm-hmm. 56%. Right. And that's, and that that's great, you know, cause there's still, there's still room for growth in, uh, you know, especially coffee and, um, cause more and more people want it. Um, but, uh, and, and you're starting to see the, the big players. I mean, like Maxwell House Folgers, you know, Folgers have like what their 1850 whole bean coffee, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to get into that same game. Um, but, you know, you and I both know grocery store coffee is grocery store coffee. You know, you're not going to get, you're not, you're, I'm not going to get something like that you provide something, you know, a coffee that you provide that's been specifically roasted for me and then mailed out to me Um, because you know coffee's got it's like any other food item it's got a shelf life and um you know and and it's 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 still it'll you know stay you know pretty fresh for you know a few weeks but over time you know it 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 loses it loses the quality it loses the um you know the the aroma and um the flavor and the taste and that's just due to like any other food products due to oxidation right um, right but um uh yeah grocery store coffee you know you, by the time it's roasted and then shipped out i mean by the time you get it you don't know how long it's been sitting on the shelf um and it's not a focus of most of those companies that's not where they're at otherwise they wouldn't put a, a best before date on it that is a year out. I know. It, it really, it, it's the complete opposite from a company that's small that puts a roast date on their coffee. Because, right. Because they know the people that are interested in that coffee understand three weeks is about all you're going to get out of it. So they're not even going to be interested in a in a bag of coffee that has a roast date that is two months old, three months old, where big commercial companies, they'll tell you that coffee's best before a year from today. And they don't care if you buy it 11 months from now. Right. To them, it's, it's, they just want it sold at some point. Right. Right. That's, and, and that's not to say that coffee's bad or what they're roasting is bad. It's just, you know, it's... It loses a lot of what makes it great when it's fresh. And then the other part is when you smell stale coffee, it has a distinct smell to it. And that smell is what the coffee tastes like also. Yeah. It smells and tastes the same way. And it's, uh, right. it's just completely, it's completely different, and uh, right, and it doesn't bloom. No, if you ever, if you do, if if you do, if you brew any coffee that you get that's that's old, you know, it's not going to bloom. And the bloom is such a great indicator on how fresh your coffee is, because what is a bloom? It's releasing, you know, the carbon dioxide and it's, it's releasing the gases from the beans because the beans are still degassing you know, from, from the roasting process, you know, a bloom is pretty much, it's, it's a coffee fart. <laughs> and that, the when, when you, when you cover those beans and, um, you know, with, 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 uh, you know, your hot water and you see those bubbles forming, you know, the more bubbles that are forming, you, you the, the more, you know, that, you know, that, that coffee is fresh. The coffee is like, I'm, I'm, I'm in store for something amazing. Um, it's all in the bloom, guys. 
if you're brewing coffee at home, you get a good bloom, you know, you're going to, you're going to have something that's, that's great. All right. Well, I think we covered the, uh, the cold brew that Absolutely. we wanted to talk about and, uh, just getting a little more info out there. Hopefully anyone that listens, it piques their interest even more. And, uh, and if you are looking to get into the cold brewing, do seek out very good coffee, very fresh coffee. And, uh, it'll just make the experience that much better. And, uh, you know, this is, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to be talking about this for years to come. It's just going oh, absolutely. to continue to grow. And, uh, and it's, it'll be an exciting, cool time to see how this, uh, how it changes the coffee world. Like every wave does, if this is, truly the fourth wave and it's cold brew it'll it'll change the coffee world for sure absolutely before we go matt what's your preferred way of making cold brew uh when i make it i still i make it in a french press same here just like how you did in your video i've at times i've wanted to make more at one time so I've done it a few different ways. One of them was just in a pitcher that you would make like Kool-Aid out of because okay. it's, it's just larger. And my problem is, is with making it in a French press, I'll drink it so fast and then it'll be gone. <laughs> right. So, and then one other way is I, I washed out a, uh, a gallon milk jug. Okay. And I made it in that, and that again, was purely out of the fact that I wanted more. Right. And, uh, you got to stock up. Well, yeah, because it just, my thing with cold brew, one of the things I'll do is I'll cheat in the morning when I wake up instead of waiting for a coffee to brew, I'll start brewing coffee and then also throw cold brew in the microwave real quick and heat it up. Oh, Okay. So I cheat that way also because I'm my bun coffee pot that brews in like two and a half minutes isn't fast enough for me. <laughs> you just need something quick. Right. So I, I enjoy it both hot and cold. I think cold brew and I try and push that on people that when you do make cold brew, you can also warm it up and and it shocked me the first time that I warmed up cold brew and drank it, how much I liked it. Really? It, it blew me away because everything that you talk about cold brew, as far as it's, it's chocolatey, it has like a mocha flavor. There's, there's less acidity in it. So it's actually sweeter, I think, just mm -hmm. naturally because of the acids not being in there. And then right. the, the, it's just so smooth. So when you warm that up and then drink it, it's completely different. All those great qualities are there, just warm. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try that. If you haven't tried it, it'll it'll surprise you how good it is. I um I, I haven't tried it that way. I have though the Starbucks cold brew that we use, uh, the, the bags of coffee we use specifically for cold brew. I've actually done a French press of that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't brew cold brew then heat it up, but I did brew our actual, uh, uh, the actual beans in a French press. And it was surprisingly really good. It was really good. It was really sweet. I was like, man, I was like, I don't know why Starbucks doesn't even, you know, just, you know, sell that, right. you know, replace right. it, replace that with the pike in my opinion, but right. we won't go it's, there. <laughs> it's, it's definitely. And then earlier when you were talking about making cold brew at work and you were talking about a toddy that you're doing in yeah. a toddy, is it, is that the, the toddy thing? I've seen it online. It's. It was all made by a guy whose name was Todd something. I'm, all a toddy is, 
this is just it's hilarious because it's like it's a preferred way of making cold brew i mean at least a starbucks it's what we use all a toddy is it's just a big plastic bucket you know and you know plastic buckets like containers right. you know for like we used these plastic buckets when i was working in a pizza shop and we would make you know pizza sauce and we would put the put the pizza sauce hot in these plastic containers and then we would cool them we would put them in the in the fridge and let the uh, marinara sauce you know cool down this is that except with a little tap on the end of it okay that's all okay. and and the taps on the bottom honestly you can make this yourself <laughs> if you just get yourself a little tap like you know that it, it comes out of like a regular water you know like tap you know it's it's a bucket with a tap on the bottom of it and that's it you you get a big filter you get a big filter you put your coffee in the filter put water in the filter tie up the filter on the top and then pour the remaining water fill up the bucket and then you let it sit at starbucks we let it sit for 20 hours and then when you're done you just turn that tap up and the water in the cold brew just comes out of the bottom it's it's really simple there's nothing right. there's nothing to it it's it's a bucket right. so like when, when you're making cold brew at home i mean all you need is a mason jar or or a bottle it's just you you just just make sure you have some sort of way of filtering it so you don't get like the the grounds you don't taste the grounds unless you unless that's your thing uh, that is one thing i do the exact same thing that you did when you make it in your french press I like to then filter it into a pour over because yeah. of the, like the sediment and stuff like that, that you get at the bottom of it. It, it doesn't bother me that much, but it's shocking when you do run like a full French press through a filter into a pour over, how black the filter is when you're done. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. I use a, I use my Chemex. So I'll yep, filter it. I'll, too. I'll filter it through my Chemex, and it, it's nice because you just get this really just smooth, smooth uh, cold brew, and it um, cleans it up really nice. I mean, it's definitely uh, it. It just I don't know it. It makes it a little bit cleaner, and uh, and you don't have as much in the bottom of your cup then when right. you're done with it. Right. So it's. I don't know, but a French press is basically that way anyways, even when you do it hot, there's always that sediment stuff that settles down in the bottom of your cup. Yeah. It's, it, I guess it's just the, that's what you get when you use a French press. Yeah. Cause a French press is, it, it's an immersion uh, process. You're immersing coffee in hot water. You know, that's, that's all it is. So there's no filter. All you have is that strainer to, um, but I mean the, the sediments on the bottom when I do a French press, I mean, I kind of like it. I, and that's, that's me. I, I, I like drinking my French press and having that little bit of sediment on the bottom. I don't know. It's just, as more of that coffee flavor. I mean, it is right. because it's, you know, there's no filter to take away any of the oils or, you know, or anything from the bean you're drinking. Right. You're, you're drinking right. the bean. That's pretty much what it is. Um, Have you ever used a uh, the Vietnamese coffee maker? Uh, I have not, and I I've been looking at that um, because I'm I'm I want to start branching into other different brewing techniques. And I have one of those. Those are very interesting. They're they're, they're different. the The cup of coffee that you get out of it is different. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes every way of brewing so great. You know, the French press versus the pour over versus the drip. And then I have the Vietnamese coffee maker, which is really cool. I, I don't use it very often and I definitely do not have it down like mastered, mm -hmm. but, um, but that is, that's another really cool. I, that would be a, an interesting video to make. If you do uh, eventually get one of those, I'm sure you'll you'll want to make the uh, make a video of it because it's it's just it's a cool way of making it. Mm -hmm. I I don't make 
Vietnamese coffee though because they use uh, robusta beans. Yeah, yeah. And so then they they put what is it? Um, Sweet and condensed milk. Condensed milk. Yep. Yep. I was thinking concentrated. They use the condensed milk, but that's because of the the bitterness and the bitterness Mm. of the beans. But uh, yeah, it definitely brews a very interesting cup of coffee, and it packs a punch on caffeine. It does. It's it's very strong, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, I don't have that mastered yet. But I do use it from time to time, and it uh, and it's a cool way to. I still I don't even have my espresso maker. I don't have that mastered either. It's all of them have little subtle differences where mm-hmm. uh, where you want to uh, like really spend time trying to fine tune, right. And, get it to where maybe not what people tell you is the right way but the way you like it right best. absolutely and there's so many different ways of, of brewing you know and um, my goal is to share that information with with everybody um, you know uh, not just doing pour overs but yeah I want to do demonstrations on you know the Vietnamese you know uh, brewer or a mocha pot or the a Turkish coffee maker um, I'm fascinated because every part of the world does their coffee just a little bit differently and I want to I want to explore that and share that with everyone that's my that's my goal and to help get people get the uh, get the get that coffee experience at home you know that and and help people find that that perfect cup for themselves right and you never know somebody's gonna stumble upon a way to make coffee that they never thought of before and maybe it's because it's in a way a country normally brews their coffee and we just don't see that kind of stuff absolutely you know it's just not something from around here and it's it's like a lot of other things like food different Mm -hmm. countries eat different food in different ways and one thing that we talked about in the one podcast we did earlier was I think it's funny to go on and watch YouTube videos of people playing guitar in other countries and see them approach it in a completely different way oh yeah that we don't even think of right because we see people just playing it in a standard way and you know i don't know it's it's different and yeah i i've watched videos where guys are roasting coffee on a street in i think it was vietnam and Mm -hmm. they were dumping salt and butter in the roaster and oh wow um, and alcohol in it while the, while the beans were roasting and uh and then i think while they were cooling they were dumping like vinegar on them or something it was just totally strange totally strange and uh there were people lined up to get it because that's the way they drink their coffee there right right you know, or it's like so strange to us oh yeah but, Right there, that's the way those people grow up drinking coffee, and that's how they think of it. Absolutely. And then, you know, other parts of the world, like when I was talking about Turkish coffee or, or Egyptian coffee, you know, they're they're making their coffee on, like, hot sands. Like Right. Those I've watched those videos. They're very, very cool. I would love to experience that, you know. Yeah, that just, would – it would be cool to find a place – in the United States, so you don't have to travel to Turkey <laughs> right. to be able to see them make it in that way and uh, and try it. It looks like it would be very strong. Yes, but to just how it's brewed, it's got to have its own unique flavor. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's just a cool. It's just something you don't see every day, you know, at least over here. You know, you just don't right. see that. I think that'd be a really cool experience for people to see, uh, even in the United States, you know. 
do it out Definitely. in like do it out in like Utah, you know, or do it out in right, you know right. somewhere, you know, in Las Vegas. You know, I think that would be really cool. You're out in the desert and you're having sand coffee, you know, Turkish style coffee, you know. I, I think that would be be pretty awesome. Heck yeah. All right. Well, we uh, we definitely covered a lot of ground, and uh, it's awesome to talk to you, Barry. I always enjoy talking to you, and you as uh, well. And checking out your all of your coffee information on your social media. Look forward to seeing a ton more, and uh, hopefully we can get together and do another podcast. Come up with some kind of an idea to do another one, and uh, it's. Uh, yeah, it's great talking to you, and I know you're busy, and it it takes us a little time to actually get a time nailed down and actually do it, but uh, but it's awesome when we can uh, finally hook up and and have a conversation about coffee. Absolutely, Matt. You know, and it's it's always a pleasure, you know, doing this. So just you know, keep me updated, and you know, I'll uh, I'll be here. Nice. Nice. Cool, well, you have a great rest of your weekend, Barry, and uh, and I'll see you on Facebook. All right, man. <laughs> Take it easy. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. Thank you for listening to the Global Coffee Origins podcast. Thanks for Barry Bazaar for sitting down with us today. Don't forget to follow Barry on social media. We'll put some links in the description. Also, 77 in Teal. We're on social media and the Global Coffee Origins Facebook group. We'll put that down in the description also. Come over there. We're always talking coffee, having laughs. It's a great time. So until next time, keep drinking your coffee and never underestimate the importance of being properly caffeinated. We'll see you next time. Bye.